Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's talk some more Chiefs football. Danon Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver, of course, part of the Chiefs radio network. You'll hear him on the call Sunday night with Mitch Holtis, Josh Klingler, and Dan Israel. Danon, always good to have you on, man. And I, we'll have to get you in studio at some point, too. Now now we have we have video. We can get you on camera. Yeah, man. I keep hearing that I got a face for radio. So, yeah, it'd be good to get out there. <laughs> yeah. I, What's going I, on, fellas? <laughs> Oh, look, we're, we're good, but I want to get your perspective on these wide receivers because, you know, MVS is out sick. I, I still think he's going to play on Sunday, but then we know Juju's dealing with a serious situation with concussion protocol. Uh, you got McColl, who's got a, you know, they're calling it an abdominal illness. Uh, take us through, I mean, I'm sure either you yourself or guys you played with dealt with concussions. Just kind of walk us through that a little bit, if you could, when it comes to Juju. Well, obviously they care more about the players nowadays than they did when I played because, we didn't have concussion protocols. Uh, I always talk about, I have opportunities to do public speaking and so on. I talk about the best treatment that I got for when I had one of my multiple concussions was a uh, Tylenol, smelling salts, and an ice bag. And I was Jeez. back in the game. Uh, never, never missed plays. Uh, I had, think I counted like anywhere between 16 and 18 concussions that I had wow. while I was playing. That so, many? Yeah. Yes, sir. Actually, one of them was on the baseball field in college when I ran over a catcher. But uh, the rest of them were in the NFL. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was it was tough sledding. I'm fortunate that I don't feel any of the negative effects of that, but I do commend the NFL for at least uh, presenting a, a protocol that elevates the, the seriousness of it. So, yeah, you know, we want to make sure that Juju and MVS are – have all their faculties and are back to normal before they even think about getting back on the field. But that presents another opportunity for another guy. And I was one of those guys as well, where I took advantage of opportunities when guys got injured uh, and made the most of opportunities I had when I, when I did start at wide receiver. And um, that's the name of the game. So yeah, the concussions are serious. You want to make sure that everybody's fully healthy uh, have all their, their, their capabilities and reaction skills, et cetera. Uh, it's a serious thing. I will say about the concussion or the hit, I thought it was an egregious application by the officials. I thought it was terribly handled on the field to throw the flag, to pick the flag up, uh, to deem it not defenseless. I don't know what a defenseless receiver is if either of those hits on MVS and Juju wouldn't be called and both had flags that were 
picked up. It doesn't seem right to me. Uh, I haven't looked at the NFL in regards to uh, fines this week, but I'd be shocked if that defensive back wasn't fined. Uh, and to me, if you're going to find somebody, it needs to be a penalty on the field and vice versa. Uh, and so I, I didn't like the, the whole football aspect of it. We're just hoping for the best on the health aspect of it. Dana, and I think this is on the injury report. This is the fourth or fifth concussion Juju's had reportedly in his career. You gave that number of 16 or 17. Would you say that that was a pretty common number for you when you played of guys having concussions in the league? I would not be surprised if it was, and here's why. Because we had, you know, we we got our bell rung, we got a little ding, we got a stinger, um, got a little, knocked a little woozy. All the little light ways or lightweight ways we we tagged concussions back then, and in essence, what we found out is that those are concussions. So I would not be surprised. I mean, you're talking about running into a wedge of defensive linemen and offensive linemen. I mean, the wedge that we had my second year in the league consisted of Vaughn Booker, Will Shields, and I think Tracy Rogers and maybe Greg Minuski. Like, you're talking about <laughs> 250 to 300 pounders that somebody like me at 215 as a so-called big receiver was running full speed into with a 50-yard head start just to hope that our team scores so I could do it again. How, I mean, how crazy is that? That's one thing. But the, yeah. other, the other aspect of it is, is that, yeah, I'm sure that there were a lot, of, a lot more commonalities in regards to the concussions that happened because of the rules of the game and the fact that they didn't really care about us as much. We're talking to Dane and Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver, of course, uh, part of the Chiefs radio network. You hear him on the call Sunday night with Mitch Holtis and, and Josh Klingler. On the field, from from the Chiefs' perspective now, though, let, let's look at uh, Juju potentially not playing. Maybe McCall Hardman potentially not playing. You, you worried at all about the, the the depth there at wide receiver if it's a group of Tony MVS and I guess Sky Moore slash Justin Watson? Normally, I would say yes, but actually, when you got fifteen at quarterback, I would say <laughs> not not really like. We still got Travis. You still got a healthy Jody. You got Noah Gray coming along. I know you guys mentioned those guys. And I just feel like with Eric Bieniemy and uh, the mad scientist of offense and Andy Reid, I just feel like we will construct a game plan that will put us in a position for success. I mean, that's kind of been par for the course for this Chiefs organization. Even when they had Alex Smith, it was the same. So the fact that we have the better quarterback in this game – the better quarterback of what we had in the past. Uh, and we got capable guys. And let's not forget, like, everybody makes a lot about the depth chart in the NFL. It is minimal, the, the difference between non-all-pro starters and everybody else. I mean, it's literally a minimal difference. And so – I know we like to see Juju, and he's really good. And we, and obviously Marquez Valdez-Scanling is good. And, and McCall, we, they got a body of work that says that they are good. But there's some young dogs that are waiting in the wings for multiple opportunities because it's a difficult dynamic to, to go into a game and have to look to the sideline after every play to see if you're coming out. For, for Justin Watson, for Kadarius Toney, for a Sky Moore, to know I'm in the game for this entire series. I'm in the game 
uh, until I want to tap my helmet to come out because I'm winded. There's production to be had with that. There's confidence that that can be generated with that kind of dynamic. So uh, let's not let's not get caught up in the depth chart per se because there's some young young uh, pups behind them that are chomping at the bit, waiting for multiple opportunities. Dane, Dane, and how embarrassed should the rest of the division be that if the Chiefs win this game on Sunday, that they'll have the division locked up for the seventh consecutive year before Thanksgiving? In a year, Dane, and I'd like to point out that every single other team spent more money and tried harder than the Chiefs did, I guess, in the offseason. Well, I mean, that's not abnormal. I mean, you remember when Patrick Mahomes burst on the scene, what happened the next season? Everybody went and got defensive guys because they felt like in order to stop this Patrick Mahomes kid, we got to get pressure on him. And then that didn't work. Now every team went and got a bunch of offensive guys because in order to stop this Patrick Mahomes guy, we got to score a bunch of points. And now that's not working. So to me, the embarrassment of the rest of the division, like it's almost become normal because you haven't been able to knock Patrick Mahomes off of this pedestal. Other teams are hoping for other teams in the other divisions, like the Bengals and the Bills and the Ravens to knock us off. While in our own division, we just have owned everybody. So I don't know if the embarrassment is different than any year, maybe (laughs) because there was a height of expectations because we get Russell Wilson and everybody thinks Justin Herbert was – going to be the next up-and-coming superstar, and those guys haven't been able to do that. But I don't think that's different. The embarrassment has been there, and it should stay there as long as we got a healthy Patrick Mahomes. I think they might get to 10. I I think if they win it this year, they already have the second-longest divisional record in history. I I think they might get to 10, Danon, because I felt like this was the year that they actually had a chance because the Chiefs were doing not a full rebuild or anything, but... You know, they had to take away some veterans on the roster and trust a lot of very young players on offense and defense, and it has not made them skip a beat. I just wanted to be in a a situation where the media, national media, or whomever is not picking the Chargers in (laughs) preseason. Like, if I have a Christmas gift that I can put out there for next month, like, somebody promised me that we will not say that the Chargers are on – the uptick next year and that they are ready to dethrone Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs because that didn't happen with Philip Rivers. It's not happening with Justin Herbert. Back to bed and relish what we have now with Patrick Mahomes and the dominance in the AFC West. But I will say this. This is a pivotal game, not just for the Chargers, but for the Chiefs because, you you know, you, you want to keep a, a sleeping dog lying. And right now the Chargers, they don't need any boost. Uh, to be able to to fight and and have a strong ending of the season or, or last half of the season. I feel like this is a game that we should win. We're a better total football team, even without injuries. But these are also the type of games where a team like the Chargers can get that necessary spark that can push them to a stronger finish that I don't think we want to have to deal with. So uh, it, it, to me, it, it makes it, more essential that we go out there and win this game in L.A. Dane and Hughes, uh, have a safe flight out to L.A. Enjoy L.A. Sunday night. We'll be listening over on 106.5 The Wolf, and uh, we'll check you next week. All right, fellas. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball 
your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.